Yeah, we're starting again. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the Joust. My name is Nagy. I'm here as always with my co-host Liam McNeil. Liam, how are you this evening? Nagy, I'm delightful. I'm wonderful. I'm having a great day. Productive day today. It seems like there might be something in the air, something more positive. I think it might be a couple of wins on the trot. That's two. That's two wins. And we have to celebrate all the two wins on the trot. Each individual win by themselves because... Because we we love trotting. (laughs) We love trotting. We love winning. And we've done it twice in a row. And against, of all people... Manly at Brookvale, which we apparently, uh, as we discussed last week, I thought it was a little while, but it'd been decades, decades plus. I don't think we've ever won at Brookvale without Joey Johns. Is that true? I think so. Well, let's go with it. All right, but now we have <laughs> this new side, this brand spanking new side that we're so proud of, and we we managed to get over. Uh, can you remember the other scores? Eighteen fourteen. Naggy, what did you tip as a score? No, I tipped eighteen fourteen. I think it was eighteen. You tipped eighteen twelve. No, 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 it was the other way around. Well, either way, you were very, very <laughs> close. So well close. done, Nagy. Well was, done. I was so close. And I never tip anything correctly. Scores, just winning in general, like, you know. And it, nothing's changed. You still got it wrong. Even when I'm driving, you know, I can't even pick a lane that's going to be moving. <laughs> if I go to that lane, it just stops. So it's amazing that I'm supporting this side that's winning, Liam. That's Isn't winning. it d- just gorgeous? I'm pretty excited. Now, Liam, I have to ask you, obviously, uh, you know, very exciting game. What went right for you? What went right? Look, a lot went right, obviously, in the win. Um, we had great set starts from our back five. I mean, the work of Sean Kenny Dow, Nathan Ross, there, Ken Seo coming out of our, uh, coming out of our, what do they call that area? Inside the 20, the red the zone. Red zone. Yeah, they yeah. call it the red zone. We had a good time. Good, good work coming out of our red zone from our backs, who all went ran for over 100 metres, as usual. Uh, just as our stats today are brought to you by the Hebrew Hammer, Josh Spiegelman. Josh Spiegelman, the Hebrew Hammer. Hebrew Hammer. The Hebrew Hammer. So all our backs ran for over 100 metres. They're doing some really great work, getting us moving up the field, and it allows our forwards to do the work they need to do in that middle third and attacking third of the field. So well done to the backs. Mm. Uh, our red zone defence, when we were defending on our own line, that was very strong. Besides the Sean Lane try, we just don't seem to know how to handle Sean Lane. I know, I know. But he's about seven foot tall. He's a m- ginormous man. Which I think therein lies the problem. So with Manly, when we're defending on the line, we sit back, we wait for them to come to us. With their smaller, more powerful, compact forwards, yeah. we just absorb. We absorb and we suck them in. But with Sean Lane, he's just so tall, he just kind of reaches over the top. Yeah. So it doesn't seem to work with him. But besides... That soft try to Sean Lane. Our goal line defense was very, very good. Um, we only had 43% of the ball. 43? Now, how can you win with that sorts of numbers? Defense, Snaggy. Defense. Defense wins matches. We've always kind of come away a bit in those close games. The defense didn't hold quite so well. But this time, it worked, Nagy. It just worked brilliantly, especially on our own goal line. It was heartwarming to see. It was amazing to watch uh, you know, them go have so many opportunities to really uh, finish the, finish us off. You know, they were ahead for, for a large portion of the game. And it looked like every time you know that we're in, they're inside our 20 and they had an attacking play, and it was like, oh, here we go again. You sort of just, oh, especially after that, that soft try to Shoreline, as we just discussed, uh, it was like, you know, what... You know, how are they going to do this? And we just kept turning them away. It was fantastic. It was amazing. And we did 
have to defend a lot. We made 379 tackles to their 317. Now that's 10 extra sets. That's a lot of defense. That's a lot of tiring work, taking the impacts of big, powerful, manly forwards. 10 minutes of it with Safidi in the bin. It was just a great defensive effort. However, we did still miss 42 tackles. So it was the good scrambling defense. It was that real gritty, you know, I'm helping my mates. I'm getting back. I'm just doing it for the boys' defense. It really got us in for each other. You know, it was a real sort of... In for a penny, in for for a a pound, pound, A full full pound. One pound. Which is one hundredth of a... No, it's one penny times one hundred. Yes. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Which is a big divide. I, I, I lost it as soon as we, we left that, that system back in 1968. <laughs> yeah, no, it was trouble. Yeah. It was a pence. It was pence. Pence is a cent. Pence, I don't know. But we also handled Martin to Powell. What's a threepence? No. <laughs> threepence is three of a pence. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, and tuppence is two. Oh, thank you. But then you've got a halfpenny, which is a half penny. So it's half of a cent. Oh, Christ, you've lost me again. It's just ludicrous. <laughs> but we handled Marty to Powell especially. He did run a lot. He ran for 247 metres. Mm. But what we did with Marty to Powell is what we did in the first round. We let him come to us. Yeah. And then we just set everyone on him. And he fights and he fights to get to the ground. He fights to get an offload away. And we forced a number of errors through him trying to fight his way through a tackle. It was lucky that 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 uh, we played this manly side. I think when we did, you know, they, obviously they uh, they've hit some really shit form. I think we could clearly say, and um, so often we, we're playing these sides that um, you know that have a, they, they receive a belting the week before. They we have them at home, uh, like at their home, and so we're away, and then they just think, all right, we're playing the nights next week. Let's and we, we we often historically play teams back into form. Which I'm so glad we didn't this time, because uh, they, they, you know, they had a big home crowd there, or as much as Manly ever gets, which is you know it was five and a half thousand. Nagy. <laughs> five and a half. Thousand. It was actually quite a small home crowd. <laughs> well, they had most of them were Manly supporters, whichever of them are left. You know, they don't like coming in watching their side lose, and they did that because it was that close game. For me, what went right, it was just it, like I was really happy with the with the effort of all the guys, but the fact that we we kept them to two tries. Uh, you know, there were some disallowed tries, but they were they were efforts. They were effort tries. You know, uh, stopping um, uh, Croker. It's not Jared Croker. It's the other one. Jason Croker. Jason? No, Jason Croker. No, he, Lachlan Croker. Lachlan Croker. Jason Croker's son. Yes, is or it or nephew? Is it really some relation? Some relation. Uh, but it's like obviously he, he you know fumbled the ball over the line very early, and it, and it was, then we broke his knee. Yeah, and then we did. We broke his knee, um, and now that knee won't, won't work again for the rest of the season. Huh. So they will remember us. They will remember us. That's then. it. It was a good. Team effort, well brought together by the boys. Another great stat, which the Fox Sports commentators mentioned. Mm. The last time that Newcastle beat Manly after being behind at halftime was a very memorable game back in 1997. I'm talking about the grand final, Maggie. <laughs> I'm talking about that grand final. 21 years on, we're still talking about it. That was the last time we came from behind at halftime to beat Manly. And we've done it again. And we've done it again. And it was just as, just as rememberable. Rememberable? Uh, rememberable, yes. Yeah, just as rememberable. <laughs> but Liam, I have to ask you, for a play that you thought did particularly well... Look, for me, it's got to be uh, the man so nice. They named him Herman. No. Herman Asse. <laughs> he had a great game. He really led from the front. He's been one of our buyers of the year. Herman ran for 18 runs for 178 metres, 63 of which were uh, post-contact metres. He made four tackle busts, so caused some real trouble for the Manly defenders. One offload. Remember that was that 10L. I didn't know what it meant last night. Yeah, what last was week. It was 1OL. Oh. One offload. <laughs> okay. So I made sure to specify that. So he had one ten, offload. Another 10Ls this week. He had more, 10 more Ls, <laughs> ten but more Ls. only one OL. one OL. And he made 39 tackles and only two misses. He tackled at 95.12% effectiveness. Great work from the big fella up the middle. He has a lot of energy for a bloke up the middle. And we've said it before how he's a smaller forward, like in 
by today's standards of, of front rowers. But again, he's just one of those blokes who loves his hands on the ball. Uh, and so, he, you know, he, he, the effort he puts in and you know, the, the, the energy in which he takes those runs, it's just, it's great to see. And it's quality efforts and quality energies as well. He's really focusing his efforts and energies into things that are paying off Nagy. Yeah. Who have you got for hats off, Nagy? Hats off. Look, a lot of, the, a lot of this week's um, we've named uh, a certain player for hats off and we have a, a certain sound that goes with that. <laughs> But, but I believe it's time that uh, that we've tried to upgrade him. Because he's just so many hats off this season already. In fact, he played most of the game with his own hat off. He did. He took his own hat off to his own performance. And that is the Pong with the updated sound. That's how excited we are about the Pong that we have to just keep playing that horn. Over and over and over again. He, look, without Mitchell Pearce, uh, you know, I think Cogger had a solid game. Solid coming in for his second game of the season, but most, more importantly, um, you know, he had to take a whole lot more responsibility. And I thought he looked good. He looked quick. He looked, he looked, he had lots of enthusiasm. Uh, and I think he did just enough. Um, but you know, where it came to those game-breaking moments, um, Ponga nearly getting over uh, early on, and then to finish it off, putting uh, the Rostock, uh, one of the GS favorites, the Rostock straight over. Uh, I, I thought it was funny they. He like he's so uh, elusive with what he does that the commentators even called a cutout pass to Ross, even though Ross was the next player over. It simply wasn't a cutout pass. That's how good he is. He makes regular passes look like cutout <laughs> passes. Isn't that something? I know, but uh, to get over the get over the paint and then uh, and and you know eighteen twelve. Can you can you believe it? I can believe it because I saw it and it was amazing. But I'm glad you mentioned those those game breaking moments. And this is the difference between the pong. Well, sorry. This one, the pong, and and the, the pong. pong, and other players who have these game-breaking moments is they're often referred to as oh, they're, they're these players, you know, their contribution doesn't doesn't feature on the stats sheet. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about Ponga is he's making these small plays that don't reflect on the stats sheet, but his stats are still remarkable. 129 meters run, 11 more tackle brusts. Eleven brusts, uh, brusts, busts. He's got quite the brust on him. <laughs> he's but a brusty fella. He's a, he's a brusty fella. But he's uh, but like eleven again. I think he's in the sixties now as far as tackle busts. Actually, he was season. in the sixties last week. I think that'll put him at seventy-eight tackle busts for the year Insane. across eight rounds of rugby league. That's unbelievable. Slippery fella. And it's not you kind of because we see a lot of you know big tackle busting players, your Tedesco's and your gag eyes, a lot of their tackle busts are made crabbing across the side of the field, trying to find that opportunity to hit a hole. His tackles are just made on kick returns, breaking through the line. He's just... Every time he gets the ball and does something, when I'm watching the game, I turn to my missus and, you know, there's tears in my eyes and I just say, we've signed him for four years. years. We have this player, this young bloke, he'll be playing for the Knights for four years minimum. And, and like, At very least, there was, a, I, was, I, was, I was chatting to someone online, I can't remember his name, uh, but he was saying that he, he's such an important signing because he's playing so well. Not only is he complimenting the side, but he's complimenting the whole, the, the, the attitude towards the team. Because now, if you're a young fella, like let's say, uh, you could probably say Ramian uh, that we've signed from the Sharks. You know, he's coming there not thinking, oh, we've got to you know, rebuild this side and be part of that. You know, there might be wins to come. But he, gets, he goes, I'm going to come here and play with uh, Caelan Ponga. Which is amazing. We've never had that sort of draw before, like since John's. That it was always sort of, you know, you come in there and you're adding value to. But now young players are coming there thinking, you know, I can play with an absolute superstar, which he is. And Ramian, proving to be a superstar. He's playing unbelievably well at the Sharks. We have him next year. 
potent. I think it was very like, potent. I, I heard through the week that he he's got a uh, that he's uh, got a young daughter that uh, lives in Newcastle. Um, that that he's coming back, and they almost released him on compassionate grounds, which was uh, which was oh, nice. that would have been nice. It's nice. Yeah, well, we're welcoming back into the you know his Newcastle family. Welcome uh, home, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're very excited, but we should be very excited right now uh, because of just you know obviously getting over Manly uh, in Brookvale. Like we were two dollars sixty. One of the first times in the last coming weeks we haven't been favourites. We were well outside. The most of the money in the market was going towards that. We we're going to get thirteen plus put on us, uh, and to, just to keep it tight and to turn the tides. Uh, when we did, and a lot of the time with twelve men in the in those um, periods where we really had to defend for for each other was amazing. Do you have any hats back on to anyone that you think didn't do? I as well? do, I do. Now the hats back on again, as we have been doing in recent weeks. The hats back on comes with a caveat. I put my hat back on to Sioni purely for his defence. Yeah. Now Sioni, he he actually was really effective in attack. He ran for I think one hundred and nineteen meters. Good hard runs out of our out of our red zone, but. 12 tackles he made, 8 tackles he missed. That's 60% effectiveness. When you're defending on the fringes there, we're lucky that the defenders around him were able to make up a lot of his missed tackles. Yeah. But he's just missing a lot of tackles. I haven't found him to readjust particularly well to the centre position. And fortunately, I've, I've been critical of him in the centre position as well. I think he's such an important player to have on this side. And uh, and to keep him would be fantastic, even though he's off contract at the end of the year. But with, you've got to think with, with Ramian coming back in the side and, and Moga also hopefully coming back in the side with his... And Ross playing very well in the centres. I know there's been some naysayers online, but I disagree with them. I think Ross has been very good in the centres. He shored up the defence. There's, I have no concern now when they're when the uh, opposing team is running a wide play down Ross's edge because he's just tackling really well, making the right defensive decisions. He's been great in defence. Yeah. But I still worry on Sione's edge. Yeah, look, it's definitely an area that we have to. Uh, we we think defensively, there's a little bit of a focus on it, and we are conceding tries on the fringes. Uh, but look. It's just a standout effort from the, from all the boys. I think uh, it, you can't. It'd be hard to fault them. I'm also going to go to Sione uh, with my hats back on. But look, there's plenty of room to improve. And it, look, I, I don't mind giving your hats back on when we come away with the two points. Ten points. We won five games, Liam. Absolutely. Now, and we'll cover more on that later. But there was a few things that went wrong still in that game, Nagy. Obviously, to beat a woeful and just disgusting side like Manly by only six points. Some things are going to go wrong. Our kicking game wasn't great. Now, the cog, he kicked 12 times for 295 metres, but the kicks weren't of great quality. They were almost as if, you know, we get to the end of the set, here, Manly, have the ball back. They didn't allow our chases enough time. The kick chase was very good, but they didn't have enough time to really get up and put pressure on the Manly defence, and it didn't force the Manly back three to make any tough decisions. It was either going straight to them or the ball was coming down 30 metres out where they don't play at it anyway. We get the ball back still last, make the tackle. Yeah, no, it's it's right. Like that's what we miss with Mitchell Pearce. Obviously, we, like there would there was nothing to like. No one was ever suggesting that we take Mitchell Pearce out of this side. You know, we still come over the win, but it's obviously a very different playing side. And Mitchell Pearce has been kicking us out of trouble uh, for for the first seven games that he played with us. Uh, there was times that we were right back, we weren't making those meters, and then he, a long kick, you know pushing to the sideline, either giving us a bit of a breather and working our way up so we're defending inside their 25, or, you know, uh, just a nice big attacking kick where they have to, uh, in the end goal, up and turn around. And I think we became a little bit used to, uh, you know, how well uh, that, that favoured our defence. Uh, and without it now, it, it's just something, it's a different play that we're going to have to... like. And I still think that the kick chase was solid for, for kicks that weren't always there. I know Ag and Guerra caught and went down with one. And look, I tell you what, what I really like, and I think builds... Um, 
even though it like, puts us back on the defense, but I, I still like attacking the ball, catching the ball, and going down with it on the fifth. I think there's nothing wrong with completing that set. Absolutely. It's still, you know, in the stats, you look at it, it counts as a completed set, but also it just means Manly are getting the ball back, yes, but they're getting the ball back where you want them to get the ball back. You're yeah. saying, look, I'm making you start from here, not we'll kick the ball to you and you can start where you want. You're starting from here because I deem it thus. Yes. Well, we as the team, we, we deem it thus that you shall start here and that is where you shall start. Yeah, no, it's it was uh, it was it was I tell you what, it was a wishy washy game as far as a, yeah, hit hit us with it. Oh, know. sorry, another no, area no, no. of weakness, Nagy. Yeah. In behind the play the ball, our marker defence left a bit to be desired again. It was a bit loose. It the the markers and the A defenders either side of the ruck weren't locked in enough. It was kind of too much moving backwards, and Manly made some good yardage in behind the ruck, and that's something we're going to cover more in the lead-up to the Souths game because yeah. Souths have some players who are very dangerous in behind a ruck. Also, our line speed. Now, it harkened back to round one where we sat back on our heels, let the big Manly forwards come to us, and it works while it works against Manly, against a more dynamic forward pack, I don't think it will. Like the Burgess boys, you don't want them getting a steam head of steam up mm. next week. So... I don't know if it was a deliberate ploy from Brownie to say this is how we defend against Manly. We saw it against the West Tigers. We're moving up quickly. We were shutting them down. It worked gorgeously. But this week against Manly, we're sitting back, letting them come to us. It led to the Sean Lane try. Whether or not that system will work against Souths remains to be seen. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree with you, Liam. I think there is, you know, we, there, it wasn't a perfect game and the game was left in the balance. And I think, especially in that last 10 minutes, we got a lot of calls that uh, went our way. We got the 50-50s, uh, which was, you know, uh, as a side that we can say we're in form, as we discussed last week, there's only ever eight forms and you just trade them between the teams. Uh, because we come off the win, we're in form and mainly are, uh, are famously out of form at the moment. And those 50-50s, the rugby league gods, you know, uh, peddling those uh, those puppets the way they do across, you know, what, what are they called? with the crosses uh, with the puppeteers marionettes 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 uh, uh, you know they got the rugby league guys with the marionettes and they you know and the sides that just aren't catching any breaks didn't catch any breaks then and w- the, we didn't give manly an opportunity to to come back but it was close there was those balls on the ground uh and uh, yeah they happened to, to, to go our way uh, do you the, remember punch and judy um you're gonna have to elaborate they weren't marionettes one. but they were the two they were a puppet couple they used to do puppet shows around the world and basically judy would beat the hell out of punch it was male I, and female. I didn't see that, but I, yeah. it, it, was that a while ago? Because it seems like something that probably wouldn't take off Oh, it wouldn't days. fly today. No, It would no. not fly today. <laughs> it was basically domestic abuse, the puppet show. Puppet show. Um, but it entertained us kids wonderfully. Like they showed the moonlighters, was it? Like yeah, right, right, in the, uh, right in the kisser. <laughs> Which is just about punching his wife. Yeah, it's terrible. Which is horrific. I can't we don't believe... endorse it, the Jouse. No, we don't endorse the Jouse. Neither does uh, the National Rugby League because it's a horrible thing. But I think... Uh, well, the it... National Rugby League seem to endorse it. <laughs> they condone it. Yeah, well, actually, there's quite a few players. But only a little bit. Well, even like uh, punching the guy from the restaurant, uh, as uh, the Brisbane <laughs> seems to be supporting it with that uh, absolute... Um, Barge of a man, Matt Lodge. We um, <laughs> would never pull his socks up either. But that's enough on Matt Lodge. Spoken enough about it. He's taken enough time from us, Liam. He has. We won't let him steal any more of our time. He's a time thief. We also had a bit of Skimark Steve, uh, um, you know, classic, which he's done. He has, he, he has, does a blunder, and then he makes up for it. That's it. There's di- there's rocks in amongst the diamonds. Yeah. But it's why everyone loves SKD. I'll never forget, I think it was two or three seasons ago, Phil Gould was commentating on. A Roosters game, SKD made an absolute howler, and Gus just said, ah, that's why we love him. That's and I was perplexed at the time, <laughs> but having him on the team now, 
I understand. Yeah. He's going to do that. But you know what? He's going to work his backside off and he's going to make up for it. And he did. It, it was it was with that uh, the, the, the grubber kick back in after that we lost. Him. No, well, well, I was like, man, it was late in the game. And it was uh, and after he dropped it, uh, he made up for it. And he brought it, brought the ball back out of uh, half. And it was mainly the defense of the rest of the team that really like supported. But we didn't drop our heads. We, you know, we had, we we were defending our asses off, forty-one percent of the ball. Uh, we got pushed back on our own line. Skimark Steve drops it, you know, moments out. I'm uh, having the first tackle on the play the ball. That's right. He, he puts it down. It was a poor play the ball. Poor play the ball, and you know they're cracking down on the play the balls. Puts it down, kicks it forward, and you can see it in his face. But I tell you what, the team rallied and uh, and managed to hold them out. And when you have a player like SKD who will make those mistakes, but works so hard to make up for them, the rest of the team will play for him. They'll say, "Look, we understand that you're gonna." You're going to fluff around a little bit, yeah. but you do so much good elsewhere. We're going to back you on this, and we love him for it. As our good friend Stephen Crow said when he was here, you're going to be the player that other players want to play with, and he does that half of the time. So <laughs> I'd say it's, at the moment, it's closer to three quarters, one quarter. That's three right. quarters, great work, one quarter, little things. And we'll take it. We'll take you, SKD. Thank also you for- to mention was the form of Slade Griffin. He's yeah. been one of the buys of the season. Yeah, I gotta say, like, it was probably unfortunate not to get my hats off this week because he's just there was an, uh, you know, this origin talk, there's origin floating around, right? And he's just, you know, he, he should be mentioned because every other time that we have a, a player in, in a great position that's playing really well, um, that it's like, well, well, he's playing really well, but he's playing for a losing side. But Slade Griffin is playing really well for a winning side. Well, I did see a rumor spring up on the internet that he's actually New Zealand eligible. Is he really? Apparently. Wouldn't that just be the biggest, like, fuck you to um, to, to Danny Levi? That he's like, I'm not only going to take your team spot, <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to cross the pond and I'm going to take your New Zealand spot as now, well. Now, that was only a rumour I saw in the comments section on the internet. Well, but- I was just happy to find out that he wasn't a Queenslander. <laughs> yes, that's nice. That's a great feeling. But he was phenomenal. He's leading the team in effort areas. His kick chase is remarkable. He's introduced a running game now that... Pierce is out and we can't rely on his big kicks. Slade ran really well. I think it was seven runs for 66 metres, sniping yep. out a dummy half, scoring that great try. The try, which tended to be the winning try in the end. He's taking the load off the halves, which is just amazing. Yeah, no, and he also put a couple of kicks, I think, as well. He did, yeah. He's starting to take that kicking role as well. He's been a phenomenal signing. He's been a phenomenal... He really has. I'm really happy to have him as part of the Knights family, uh, which we all are here. Uh, the if, lovely family. If you wear the red and blue, uh, you, you, you're part of that... A dysfunctional family. The wet and blue. <laughs> the wet and blue. <laughs> I can't say red. <laughs> we'll be right back for the second half of the joust. I thought you said I can't say red and then said it perfectly. <laughs> so then you nearly smashed the mug. Enough of that, please. <clears throat> Welcome back to the second half of the joust. Now, justice. We have a bit of a call to arms. If you really enjoy watching The Joust, please jump on our YouTube channel, The Joust. And uh, all you have to do is take your mouse clicker and just follow it around and click that subscribe button. Just right there. Just just, just click it. And even if you don't like The Joust, please do it. Just do it anyway. That's what we're asking. Please help us out. But also, YouTube's a wonderful platform, Liam. Uh, you know, you can watch uh, the videos when you want to watch them at your leisure. You know, so at your leisure, anything you want to watch, barring obvious copyright infringement. Obvious, yeah. But you know, you can watch. Uh, you know, whether you're lining up to the bank or you know, you're at the bus stop, or even if you're at the Commonwealth Hotel, it's a wonderful venue, isn't it? Just mm. uh, yeah, I tell you what, I tell where we'll be later tonight is uh, enjoying the Commonwealth Hotel Moorish Mondays, mm. where it's uh, we enjoyed this last week, Liam. It was three courses, right? Which which you don't know which courses you're going to get. It's like a surprise. It's like this sort of degustation of food and it's it, it was degustation sim- by the way is our word of the week De- degustation well thank you very much for the degustation 
But uh, no, it's a wonderful thing because you go there and you, you order. How much was it? I think it was thirty dollars. And you twenty nine dollars. Twenty nine dollars. GST uh, included. GST included, and you, you get uh, you get you get bread, and then you get an entree, and then you get a main, and then you get dessert, and it was all just splendid. And I I'm, well, I think we're gonna do it again tonight. I think we will, Nagy. I would, think we will. Would, the Commonwealth Hotel, Monday nights. Great pub. Moorish Mondays. <laughs> it is a great pub. Now, Liam. Uh, something else happened in this Manly game, which I think we need to address. We did. Now, what we saw in this Manly game, and it was addressed in, in the sack later on, so we will be getting to your questions, don't you worry. The eye gouge. Now, the eye gouge we had from uh, Dale Cherry Evans, mm. popped his cherry, and uh, put it on Bura. Have now, we got the video of that, Ellie? Can the, we bring that up? Ellie, can you bring this up? Now, so it was, you know, the, the game was won. The game was already won. We They've just had a player bend. It was the last run of the game, and... And uh, Jamie Bure run runs it up. He gets tackled. And as the clock's ticking down, DCE decides to stick his digit in an orifice. Now, I thought this was done and dusted with Manly after, you know, 2009 scandal uh, with, with Brett Stewart. But they've decided to to continue. To, you, see them, you see them come up there. And they're, they're, they're chatting. And I hear that they're good mates. But you've got to ask... Why? Why would you do that? Because he's a dickhead. He is a dickhead. It was a classic dickhead manoeuvre <laughs> made by a classic dickhead and just behaving in the manner that we would expect a dickhead to behave in. It was rude. It was uncouth. It was uncalled for. Yeah. You know, what kind of prank is that? I gouge your mate. We, I, we don't have a national day for that. You don't eye gouge your mates. I know the, the kind of player that, that will do this. And it's the hyper-competitive player the DCE seems to you know present himself in. And it's... And it, like, if they had won that game, if the clock was ticking down and and Manly um, Manly had already won, he doesn't eye gouge someone. He eye gouges because he's lost. And this is this typical like that hyper competitive that you just feel like I've got to get something back. And he's, he's targeted a player that he's played you know a hundred games with, and they're supposedly mates. But it's like, why do it? Why do it? Because it's a bloody dickhead move. Dickhead move. I agree. He's the kind of person who got everything he wanted as a child. No one well, ever said no to him. Well, that's the thing. Uh, he, he's, he's played his career uh, as this player that has always been, you know, you know, grand finals and 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 always around the rep selection. And he's always just been told, "You're the best." And that ten million dollar contract is just, you know, put icing sugar on that bloody cake of his. It is. They that, didn't even make it into the icing. They just dumped sugar on it. That dog shit cake of his. Uh, <laughs> Terrible cake. <laughs> yeah, Terrible cake. But next week, Nagy, we will move on because yes. it hurt us. We. I feel like all our eyes felt that gouge. Every eye in Newcastle felt that gouge. Yes, especially from Bureau. What a lovely bloke. It was a, the gouge that stopped the nation. It was. And he got off, got free from it. Oh, yes. We forgot this. So yeah. he was, yeah, there was insufficient evidence, according to the match review committee. And he was said, well, apparently, you're all right then. Apparently, several cameras showing a man's finger entering a man's face is not enough to, to say that oh, something went on, a, you know, a bit amiss there. That's it. And the world thinks the OJ trial got it wrong. I think this one, the NRL match co- review committee, may have gotten a worse one. They should have a good hard look at themselves with their two perfectly working eyes. They should, which Bureau may not have. Maybe they should stick a couple of fingers. Oh, I'm, I'm getting too excited. <laughs> now, Liam. Sorry, where are we going? It's house. It's house next week. Back at the graveyard. Back at the graveyard again. We do love this graveyard shift. We do get big turnouts. Now, as usual, it's at home, the graveyard. Mm. We've averaged about 22,500 across the graveyard shift this year. So no reason we can't do it again against Souths. I think we'll do more. We're coming off two wins. Uh, yeah, we've We're been, buoyant. We've been starved of home games. You know, five five games uh, we won this, this year, and we've had six away. And we've won three of them, which I think uh, coming into this season, I don't think anyone could have looked at the draw and think, you know, this is guaranteed going to be an, an easy run. We've, we've, we've battled 
riddled uphill, and now we're coming into a period where we have a lot more home games. It's almost like a two to one over the next eight weeks. Um, so it, it, walk us through South. So Liam. Souths are an interesting prospect. They started the year looking very average. I didn't know what to make of them. They just weren't working. But the last few rounds, they've clicked. Everything they were trying in the first few rounds is now coming together. It's paying off. And they're actually proving a very dangerous side. They beat the Roosters recently. They beat someone else last week. I don't know, don't know who, but it was someone who they beat. And they're actually proving to be a very dangerous, uh, very dangerous prospect of a team. Now, as usual, we've got some stats here from uh, very own Josh Spiegelman, the Hebrew Hammer. Hebrew Hammer. Now we're lucky that Sam Burgess is out. Fresh off a two-week suspension, he came back. Knocked Aiden Caesar's head clean off his body yeah. and was suspended promptly again for two games. Two weeks, which it's was a, light. Which was a light suspension. I he's, and he's a he's a, he's a he's a what do they call someone that defends often? A an, off, an often defender. An often defender. Now there's been comparisons <laughs> raised to Adrian Morley, and the numbers make for some interesting reasoning. Uh, reading, I think Morley had 11 suspensions for 27 weeks out of the game. Burgess yep. has had 12. But for less weeks, I think. It's because he's the golden boy. You he's know the golden mean? boy. Morley was just the thug, but Sam Burgess has, you know, rugby league likes to look at Sam Burgess as... A know, good fella. Because he came back. He came back from rugby union after his terrible attempt at rugby, rugby union in the World Cup for England. Which you'd argue that was more based around England's strategy. He could have been quite good. Well, he could have been, but he wasn't. But he wasn't. But they're going to miss Sam Burgess. He's their top meter reader for the team. He averages 138 meters per week, 2.6 offloads per match. That's a lot to make up for the other forwards around him. Now, Angus Crichton with 129 meters and Sam uh, Thomas Burgess, the other one. The other one. uh, Were they top the team last week for meters. They're starting to throw together some good form. The Burgess brothers seem to have remembered how to catch the ball. So they're actually offering up some very dangerous, dangerous. running. Uh, Crichton hasn't yet hit the form he hit last year, where he was, you know, almost shooing for Rookie of the Year. He might have been. He's hitting about 9.5% of the form that he was in. It's, it's a finger joke. It's a fi- he, uh, he covered his fingers off, yeah. Because he cut his, his finger, finger off to play footy, which I love, by the way. Yeah. For a bloke to have a finger injury plaguing him, he just said, I'm just going to lop it off. Cut it off. I want it. You know, he plays for South, so I want to hate him, but I love Angus yeah, Crichton. Because he played for South, I wish it was a foot injury. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because he wouldn't be able to play. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, if he, he would, cut he off his cut foot. foot. Yeah, but then he wouldn't be able to play, so he wouldn't have cut off the foot. Yeah, oh, he might be good for New South Wales. Continue. Lex. He will be good for New South Wales. Now, what we need to do that uh, the hammers pointed out, we need to keep an intact line when Dane sideways Gagai runs. He uh, made five tackle busts last round, and he's mm. breaking tackles at three and a half per game. But as we know from Gagai, it's that staggered line in defence is where he busts tackles. And this is something we were particularly strong strong with against the Tigers. When there was offloads, when there was broken field play, we kept our line. Yeah. And it's those kinds of defensive lines that Mr. Gagai is not going to uh, exploit. Yeah, he's Mr. Gagai. He was gags when he was playing for Newcastle. He's Mr. Gagai He's Mr. Gagai. Hopefully he misses a few tackles. That would be nice. But the real danger man we need to look after is Damien Cook. He's been in remarkable form for them. Hasn't he ever? He has. And he's going to target an area which we discussed earlier. The Knights have been a bit weak around. In the markers, in behind the defence, in behind the ruck there in defence. We really need to tighten it up. He's been uh, 3.3 tackle busts per game. He's tackling an 89% effectiveness rate, which is very good because one of the things that has come up around his form pre-origin was that his defense isn't great, but he yeah. seems to be defending a lot better than people give him credit for. He makes 12 meters a run, so his runs are very effective. They're eating up a lot of yards, getting Souths on the front foot, and he's catching teams on their back foot. So while Souths are on the front foot, 
the other team is on the back foot. I hear Because you can't have two teams on the front, front foot. foot. It makes no sense. Actually, you probably could. I, I heard that he's uh, actually has a bit of a history as uh, like a surf life saving background, running on sand. Is this? He did I believe he was the national champion uh, for beach running? Beach running, which yeah. is uh, amazing that they have. It's sport. very hard. I did nippers as a kid, and I was a bit of a flags and beach sprint specialist. Yeah. And that's tough. It's tough. It ain't easy. No, because the sand moves. You can't get good purchase under your feet. Good word. You can't get, thank you. They might be word of the week next week. Purchase. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> but there's a few men to target now in this South team. Gags and Reynolds out defending there on the edges. In defense, they only made 77% and 80% tackle effectiveness last week. They missed five each, and that's their average across the season. Tackling around 75-80%, missing five per game. Yeah. We need to run traffic at them. We need to send the big fellas at them. We've got big fellas. We've got lots of Send them, Adam. And Adam Reynolds, he gives away 1.8 penalties per game. That's a team high. So if we frustrate him, we get him I was wondering, I was wondering the game. where your voice was going. It's sort of like you're nodding off. I thought I had that covered, but yeah. it just <laughs> it snuck up on me. Apologies, Justice. Apologies, Justice. And yeah, he's, he's averaging 1.8 penalties per game. So if we can get him frustrated, get him tangled up in the play the ball with some good hard running... Could force a few penalties out of them. Where do you see this Souths game, though? I just don't know what to think, given the way Souths have and have not been this year. I was remi- I said a few weeks ago, uh, talking about the Souths game, and I said the Souths always put a big uh, total on us. And I was reminded uh, by a jouster out there, and the name escapes me, but uh, you, you thank you for reminding me that last year we nearly we nearly had them. I think it was only one try in it. I think it was... Uh, uh, Go eight, us. 18-24, I believe. Uh, and that's also when we got uh, Hodkinson binned. If you remember that game, but there was we were at that game, Nagy. There was plenty of grit. Were we? No, we were. no, I was in Adelaide. I, oh, I, Elliot, our producer, and I were at that yeah, game. That's right. The other. I remember the booing and the bullshit call when Hodkinson sent off. You, you could hear it in Curry Curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, well, hopefully we have that same. I scrubbed that from my memory, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you scrubbed me there. You've scrubbed me in. Well, I just assume you're with me wherever I go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talking to me in the car. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, like, it's, it's going to be an interesting game. I think it's real uh, sort of, you know, we've got over Manly. Manly's out of form. Souths are in form. Uh, there no Burgess, but I really think this is a real uh, sort of check for us to see, are we going to be that side that really chalks up these wins uh, while Pierce isn't there? You know, with Pierce inside, we're a different team. So, you know, can we do it without Mitchell Pierce? Uh, at home, we, we, we're so far... Um, I was going to say winless. I'm so used to saying winless. <laughs> We're lossless. Lossless at home. Undefeated in the castle. Quite the opposite of winless. In Quite fact. the opposite. Yeah. Two from two against uh, you know Brisbane and Manly. So it's going to be interesting to see. Can we do it again? Yes. Can we absolutely. Re- can we reward our fans? Yes. Fingers crossed. What do you think? Score prediction? Please? I'm thinking it's going to be a tight one though. I'm thinking Knights 22 to 18. Knights 22-18? Yes. I think it's going to be a little bit more points in there. I'm going to... Oh, don't crucify me, Jesus, but I'm going to tip South. I'm going to tip South. I think it's going to be uh, 30 points to 20 to South. Perfectly reasonable, Nagy. And a well-measured point, and we shan't judge you for it. No, I just think Johnson's going to... like Alex Johnson, I think, you know, is going to have a blinder. Uh, Adam Reynolds on that side, is, you know, very good. John Sutton's finding some weird form at the age of 40. Isn't it strange to see John Sutton playing well? I oh, know, I know. He's 5'8 for so long, and now he's just this big back rower. It's bizarre. But yeah, no, Alex Johnson, he's another danger man. He always had that kind of winger playing at fullback mm. style, where he would run quickly, he'd return the ball well, but couldn't really do anything else. Yeah. But now he's starting to save tries, he's starting to ball play. He's turning into a very good fullback, which I hadn't expected from him. I always thought he was forever, you know, destined to be the winger in the fullback position. Yeah. But he's actually turning into a very good all-round fullback. So he's going to be dangerous. So 
that will really need to will really need to have a kicking game on song. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed I'm wrong and fingers crossed that you are correct. As often is. But Liam, do you have the time? I do, Naggy. Time for the news. Now, Liam, we have a very special award that we've uncovered here, uh, and I'd like you to bring it in, Liam. Thank you very we much. We do. We've dusted off the old trophy cabinet. It's been empty. It's been sitting uh, sitting pretty poorly for a while, pretty bare. But what we'd like to reintroduce into the world is the Jamie Bureau Award for yes. the bloke who got hit the hardest through the week. Now, Elliot, if we could get the uh, video on the go, our first winner of yeah. the Jamie Bureau Award is young Jeremy Marshall King. Yeah. Jeremy Marshall King, ladies and gentlemen, from the Bulldogs, younger brother of Benjamin Marshall, of course, Tiger yes. Stalwart. And he yeah, came up and whooshka. You just don't say, put him clean on his back. Feet left the air. But uh, I've got to say, like, not, there was such a notable hit, but as part of the, the Jamie Bureau Award is that you get knocked down, but you get up again. And they're never going to keep you down. It's just like that song. By Chumbles Wumbles. Come fly with me. <laughs> through the air as you get hit off yeah. your feet. Yeah, Which it, Jeremy Marshall King did. He flew quite through the air. No, but I think it, 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 uh, that's it very well for David, David Ware. David Ware. Dean Ware. Dean Ware. Dean Farray. Dean Farray, yeah. So he is the first uh, winner of the Jamie Bureau Award. Well done. And a great award. And uh, I think, no, well, Dean Farray didn't win it. Jeremy Marshall King won it. Because he was the one getting hit. Well, who was it? Who was it talking about? Dean Ware. No, what's his Dean name? Ware. Dean Clare. Dean Clare. He was the hitter. Who was the other the guy? The award goes about? to Jeremy Marshall King, who was hit. Oh, that's how the award yeah, works. That's how the award works. We're learning every day here, Justice. Every it's day, Justice, we learn, and it's a great attitude to have in life. Always be learning. But there was more news this week. Obviously, our second game against Trent Barrett, the slap. The slap, which also brings up another interesting video. And uh, and Elliot, if you can bring this up for us. It's such a beautiful time, wasn't it? Just uh, I tell you what, when a coach could could take the captain of the side, uh, pull them all in, and just give <laughs> give the captain a good old slapping, as you know, uh, we sort of did uh, to oh, Lance Thompson. Doesn't he look awful? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he always looked awful. That's though. true. He never looked any. It was better. also great to see Brownie with hair. Yeah, well, uh, well he pulled it all out, obviously, <laughs> which was a nice preemptive move by him when we got signed by the Knights that he decided, well, I'm not going to need any of this because uh, I'm just going to you know, be in the coach's box removing it follicle by follicle. But look, I think it was a real power move from Brown. Yeah. You know, obviously back there, and I think it was 99, 2000? Th- well, yeah, I think it was Around that time, yeah. you know. Clearly, he had uh, some ideas about coaching long-term. And for him to isolate Trent Barrett and say, you, you are going to be someone I'm going to be coaching against in the future, have a bunch of fives. Yeah. I yeah. think that was a really smart move from Brownie. It, you puts, know, it, puts, him, it puts him you know, down on that... Pe- it puts himself on a pedestal for, for him to look up and say, you're, I'm the slapper and you're going to be the slappy. That's it. But isn't it a masterstroke? Planned it 10 years in advance, maybe 15. Yeah. yeah. He's a fourth thinker, Brownie. You know, it so is. It, it took us a, a, few, a few rounds, uh, you know, a few years sorry, to get this side together, but he was already thinking. He's like, I'm going to be a coach and you're going to be a coach and you're going to be my bitch. I think that, well, that's it. You know, he slapped Trent Barrett and said, mate, you just wait. I heard a kid called Caelan Pong was born last month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's going to give you nightmares. He's, gonna, he's giving a lot of team nightmares. And I think that uh, also as a new award as well, uh, we like to give uh, that's uh, slapping Trent Barrett in the face and also slapping him figuratively twice in one season gets three and a half smiling brownies. Happy brownies for... 
For brownie. For brownie, yeah. Smiling brownie. brownies for brownie. Smiling brownies for brownie. Now, what we did forget to mention, we are going by that rating system as well. We have a rating for Daily Cherry Evans. Now, oh, we yeah. have decided that Daily gets three and a half of frowning brownies. brownies. Yeah. Three and a half frowning brownies for Daily Cherry Evans. For the, the old finger in the eye, gets the frowning brownies. And uh, for the slap in the face of Trent Barrett, gets three and a half smiling brownies. Happy browns. Happy browns. Sad browns. Now, Liam, I think it's about that time we open your sack. Jesus. That's it. It's sack time. It's open. It's out there. It's breathing. Now, from the sack, Ryan Tyler, first of all. Did KP, Kalen Ponger, of course, play too many games to be considered a rookie this year? If not, is he a shoe-in for rookie of the year? I looked into this, Liam, and I've I've got a, a quite a you know a solid grasp grasp of it now. Uh, that he would have look if if he debuted last year. He would have been rookie of the year, like you know, well in contention for. But because he debuted the year before, would make that last year he would have been eligible for this award. Making this year now he's played in the NRL on paper three years in a row. This is his third year, ineligible. But I don't think this bothers him too much because he's leading the Dally M board now after eight rounds. A much better award. Much better. Some would say it it's far superior. Uh, so it's he yeah can't win the the rookie of the year. Uh, according to the current rules, actually, he could have if he had played less than three games or less last year. But he oh, really? played nine. He played nine last year. See, that's just rude. Paul Green being a bastard. He was a bastard. And now, look. If anything, the Cowboys need someone like a I don't know who can spark this side. Maybe a Kalen Ponga. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's ours. But we got him. Nice, Nagy. We've for four him. years, four Nagy. Years. We have got Kalen Ponga for, for four, four years. years. Isn't it amazing? It is. Another question. Anyway, sorry, Ryan. He can't win Rookie of the Year, but. We would love if he could. Now, next question, dear friend of the show, Kelly Wilson asks ask, he asks a task of us. Mm. List your three best nights players in the first third of the year and why. Well, nice retrospect nice retrospective because, you know, it was uh, obviously a third of the season is now gone. We're in a position that we think uh, you know, we can we can enjoy being reflective now. Uh, so let's uh, go through for me, it have to obviously be the Pong. Uh, look the who? The the uh, with enough of the horns. People listen to this in, <laughs> right in their ears. Um, but yeah, you know the sound. Like the uh, so it's got to be Caelan Ponger. Look, Mitchell Pierce has improved uh, sorry, has impressed me out of sight and even though he's injured now, uh, the, the last eight games, he has to be in that. So it's Ponga, Pierce, and for me, Lockie Fitz, just continuing his form uh, just endlessly from, from, from last season and proving that he's not only a part of this first grade side, but he's a starting integral part of this first grade side. Uh, I'm going to throw it back to you, Liam. Have you got a three that you want I to I agree, but I have three more, Nagy. Isn't it great to be in a position where you've listed three great players who mm. have had a great first third of the season, and I'm going to do three more atop those three? Top me off. I'm going to top you off, Nagy. First of all, Slade Griffin. Slade, oh, perfect. Yeah. Brilliant signing. When he came up from Melbourne, I was like, well, who's this bloke? He's yeah. a reserve hooker in Melbourne. He's got a great name, but is he a great player? That's all I knew about him. Yeah. I thought he would kind of be a bit of a budget bureau, but what he has proven is that he's a hard worker. Mm. He works well. He fits brilliantly into the team. I think, obviously, we're going to look back look back at Mitchell Pearce and Caelan Ponga as two of the greatest signings in the history of the club, but without the work of Slade Griffin, in the middle there, we don't win a lot of those games. It falls to pieces. So for me, Slade Griffin has been one of the best. Uh, our, our dear friend of the show, Herman, Herman SSA. So nice, they named him Herman. They did. And as any good man named Herman would do, he yeah. has just delivered in spades. He came to the club with good promise. You know, we thought, oh, he's going to be a great front rower. And he's been a great front rower and a great lock on yeah. top of that. He does so both his value added. Both roles. 
both roles. And also for me, SKD. SKD? I love I love Skidzy. I mean, it's like we discussed earlier. He's rocks or diamonds, but usually getting more rock... No, what's more, the good one? More, more diamonds. diamonds. More diamonds out of him, and they're good diamonds, and they're the big, like the really good big conflict diamonds. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the ones that everyone wants, but no one's allowed to Pe- have. People die of, for them, yeah. Yeah, because of the crimes. The crimes. Yeah, so we're getting really good large conflict diamonds out of, out of Skidzy. Yeah. I'd but then the old rock in amongst there, but... The experience he brought towards the back end of last year yeah, was he, brilliant. He came, yeah, he came at a really uh, tough time for us, and you know, um, I totally agree. And also, you also have Ed and Clara uh, in the monks there too. Well, that's it. The players, I, I, it's indicative we, of the side and what Brownie's doing. That we're now having to leave players out, out of, of our best six players so far this year. Crazy, crazy, it's crazy. It's a strange time to be a Knights fan, but crazy. it's wonderful. Yeah. Now, Andrew Lauder asks, was DCE's the most shocking finger poke in a delicate area seen at Manly since Brett Stewart? I think, yeah. Which was, we touched uh, upon earlier. We touched upon earlier. Uh, thank you for your question. And I'll tell you what, it was... Uh, look, it, it's something that um, both things we don't want to see in the game uh, and both things have been recorded. So um, Now, I think you'll find... But only find, one punished. So. Well, I think you'll find that the uh, term used for Brett Stewart's indiscretion was... Uh, wasn't finger poke. It was digital penetration. Yes. So I think we've really got to use that. It's uh, you know, DC digitally penetrated Traded his face. Uh, his face. But also, actually, we got to remember that Brett Stewart was let uh, was found not guilty. It was all a pack oh, yeah, of lies. Oh, of course, lies. it was. Sorry, that's right. I forgot that he was found. But he guilty. missed a whole year of it because well, the, of a pack of lies. So both both things were, went unpunished. They did. <laughs> so there, there you go. Like you know, apparently, Manly players are just willing to to uh, they'll to put their fingers anywhere in anything. Uh, John Hubble-White, he played for Manly too. So <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Look at that. Look, at, I'll tell you what. They, have the, that, they, they talk about their culture all the time. <laughs> yeah. Now, Liam. Fingered culture. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's rude. Sorry. But one last question. Brent Taylor, thank you for your question. Brent, which current Knights player would you have organised your birthday party? Oh, this is such a good question. I didn't know. It's a great question. I wasn't aware of this one. Uh, look, current Knights player. Look, I'm sure the Rostock could throw a hell of a party. Uh, being the real, like, you know, he's sort of the one you want coming to the party because I'm sure he would, he would, uh, he would throw, I don't know, who would you, Liam? I've got to throw it back to you. Well, look, I think if it's, if it comes to planning a party. What, what kind of party is it? Is it a birthday? Is it a barbecue? I think Aiden Guerra could put on a really nice barbecue, maybe with some sort of Italian sort of flair. <laughs> <laughs> maybe some like, have the pasta on the boil. Maybe have his nonna in there. Just you know, that'd be nice. So catering, I think we'd cover. Look, look let's split it into separate okay. groups. So catering, I think you have, you know, Aiden Guerra. Yeah, clearly yeah. he's got an Italian background. The bloke could probably cook. Yeah, and if yeah. not, he has an <laughs> army of tiny women who are the generation before him who could yeah. definitely cook. Definitely cook. Now, but, what about entertainment? Entertain. Well, you got to have the Ross dog. I'm sure he's up there. He's an entertaining fellow. He's always got something on his mind to say. So I think we've got to have Rossi there. Maybe entertainment. Maybe on the mic. You know, maybe a bit of a dance. I'm sure he's a dancer. Oh, we've seen him dance on the red carpet of the Dally M's. He danced, of, and oh boy, did he dance. We're kind of like Caitlin. Caitlin will probably have to go home around 7.30 because, you know, he needs <laughs> it's his... Curfew. It's curfew. He needs his sleep. He can't gotta be... got to be home. He can't be. Uh, and look, I tell you... What uh, else happens at parties? What else needs planning? I don't know, but I think I want SKD there because I think he knows the right <laughs> kind of people. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he has his connections. So there we've got SKD, uh, uh, Guerra, and the Rostog behind the mic. We'll call SKD the social lubricator. <laughs> yeah. Although he never did the drugs. No. He was holding them for Paul Carp. He was just holding them as a hair for sample proved he did not do the drug. Innocent. If anything, we've realised that all these players are just there's just accusations going around, and they're all innocent. 
It but is. They're, NRL players are hard done by, I think. I think so. I think we've put much. We've tarred them all with the same brush, or the brush that they were tarred with initially. We've re, we've brought the brush back into our hands. But they initially did most <laughs> of the tarring. Yeah. We've offended so many people this episode, <laughs> and it's lovely uh, because you choose to watch this. Uh, so <laughs> we have a podcast. We can say we what can we say want. what we like until we get taken down. Uh, this is, which is probably next week. This could be the. Who's fin- going to take us down, Malcolm Turnbull? This could be. This could do be your the, worst, Malcolm. This could be the finale of the joust. <laughs> is that the end of the sack? That's the end of the sack. Thank you. Zip it up. Zip it back up. Um, I won't hit the zip it. Yeah, <laughs> keep it out there in the breeze. Thank you very much for joining me, Liam. We'll be back same time next week as we love to do. But if you like to watch us in the meantime, maybe look at us on YouTube. And uh, Facebook, obviously, we love being on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Contact us any way you can. If you get one of our phone numbers, give us a call. We always love to have a chat. Also, if you find my address, send me a letter. I haven't received a good letter in a while. Yeah, oh, that'd be nice. Snail mail. Those stamps are a dollar. <laughs> what? <Yeah>. Stamps <laughs> gone up to a dollar. A dollar. Hmm. Yeah, stamps are legal currency. If you get onto a bus and you get a bus driver a stamp, you can get really you'd far. Have to accept that. Probably go far with it these days. A dollar. <laughs> Ah, it's happened again. All right, Liam, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. It's been an absolute pleasure. Come fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic juice, there's a bar in Farm Bombay. Come fly with me.